On this week's episode of Midlife AF, we are going to talk to my wonderful friend, Katie Underwood. Katie has had a varied and extraordinary life. She started off as a pop star in the Australian band Bardo. And since then, she has followed her intuition and become an incredible healer. I met Katie back in COVID 2020 in Melbourne when her meditation teachings, her sound healing, group work online during COVID was extraordinarily helpful to me in my journey to a alcohol-free life that feels really good. Katie talks to us about how we can achieve a altered state through natural means. And often I find that clients of mine and friends of mine in the alcohol-free community are seeking something that feels spiritual and enlightening. And Katie talks about what different things that we can use to achieve that in ways that move us towards our goal of a greater integration, a greater love and connectedness with ourselves and the world around us. Over to me and Katie. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. Thanks so much for joining me today, Katie. Um, Katie is has been really, really inspirational for me in my journey, um, becoming alcohol-free and living as an alcohol-free person, particularly somebody who back in the day was you know, a big raver. I really enjoyed kind of getting <laughs> off my head and having a lot of fun and, yeah, me, you know, me too. drinking. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it... it the, lots of the women that I work with and, you know, have got similar backgrounds. You know, we've kind of, we, we grew up, we were the you and the wild child, the rebels of the nineties and the ladettes and all those sort of cliches that we, we think about, but we were very much, you know, we're all, and I think you attract the people who have similar kind of backgrounds with, for you, but often people who I work with are like, well, I, I love being alcohol free. It's joyful. It's content. It's, you know, that sort of daily happiness, the daily kind of um, moments in life are, are so much brighter and more vibrant. But I really miss kind of altering my state 
and getting that kind of spiritual thing that you get from, um, you, you know, being uh, elevated with um, synthetic substances, um, which, you know, we've, we've, we've all been part of. So I, I will let Katie introduce herself. She has a, a very interesting history and um, her work is transformational. Um, I came across uh, Katie when one of my clients introduced me to her and said, you should uh, come to one of Katie's sessions. They are phenomenal. And um, I started following her in COVID and she was running all this awesome stuff for us poor Melbournians who were stuck <laughs> <inside>. <laughs> The lockdown um, that never ended. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so without further ado, Katie, would you be kind enough to introduce yourself to um, to the people who are on this live today? Happily. Hello, everyone viewing now and perhaps viewing later as well. Um, yeah, so my name's Katie Underwood. I've done lots of things in my life. I'm going to start with what I do now and, and then I'll, I'll rewind back uh, to connect the dots for some of you. Yes, I am that Katie Underwood. I used to have red hair. Uh, that was the origin story, Bardo, pop stars, you name it, I did it. Um, but now uh, I've, I retrained myself uh, in the wellness industry. So starting 13 years ago, I studied remedial massage and became a working massage therapist, originally in a drug and alcohol recovery centre. And I worked there quite happily part-time for t uh, four years while my kids were very small. Um, and then I added... Uh, Reiki energy to my practice. Um, but over those four, first four years, something interesting I noticed about my clients, many of whom were in obviously hard recovery at that point, that people simply didn't know how to breathe. <laughs> Forget trying to relax. They yeah, just no. didn't know how to breathe. And I found myself during my massage sessions just reminding people and take a deep breath <laughs> using my calming massage therapy voice <laughs> and exhale, breathe in and out because then often you have to ask people to take a yeah. big deep breath and they go, oh, I know how to do that. Yeah. And, then they would, and then they would stay there and I'd go yeah. and out. And so <laughs> I realised far out, people don't even know how to breathe. I feel like there's a huge gap here um, where I could step up and be more helpful. And that led me to becoming a meditation teacher because my awareness uh, in my personal life, um, I'd been practicing meditation for about five years myself, which was a key part of my own recovery journey, which we'll get to. Um, and I thought, you know what, maybe I need to teach people how to breathe and meditation is all about breathing and conscious awareness and being in the moment. And so that led me to my meditation teacher training. Um, and during that time, somewhere in the timeline, um, being a working musician for 20 years prior to that, um, I was really intrigued by people that I had gone to see for sound healing events and sound baths. And it was a relatively new thing in Australia about 15 years ago. And I'd gone to a couple of events myself and attended them and thought, wow, this is just profoundly relaxing and moving and transformative and I walk out floating on a cloud and this is amazing and then the penny dropped hey I could do that too I want to do that as well I want to be that um, it's often how my life has uh, evolved professionally and personally as I look at what other people are doing and inspiring people people that I admire that I respect and that I, I would like to be like and I think yeah 
I, I, I want to be that. I want to, I want to do that. I want to hold that space for people. So now um, bringing you up to speed. So I'm a mother of twin girls who are now 11 years old. Any parent will tell you that's my main job. Um, but when I'm not looking after my kids, I'm a meditation teacher, Reiki practitioner. I still do massage therapy and I weave sound healing uh, in all of that. Um, prior to that, though, uh, in my early 20s, I was in a pop band um, and did music professionally for a good, well, I mean, I still do, but in, in that scene for a good five years. Um, it was a very high excitement state to be in, but also very high stress um, and so to counter that, I did what most people do is you go to the easiest, quickest thing you can reach for prescription drugs, alcohol, um, narcotics, you name it. I did it. I smoked it, all of that stuff. Um, and it took me up until I think, oh, post my divorce and intense yeah. depression and bad relationships and poor choices to hit my version of rock bottom to go, this is, this is not, you know, I had a moment of clarity around 30, 31 and thought this is not how I want my life to be. I couldn't see any future. I couldn't see any brightness and any joy and I made some steps to clean up my life. Um, that began with get, getting rid of drugs and alcohol for a time um, and then other forms of cleanup, um, cleaning up my mental health, cleaning yeah. up my relationships, intimate and social, um, and and that that work is ongoing. Um, yeah. To this day, I, I still I managed to find myself in a happy place. And this will sound weird to say, I struggled to call myself an alcoholic for many years because of the stigma around that. Um, yeah. But a child of two uh, high functioning alcoholics. Um, yeah. It was normalised uh, for a long time. Um, but I've become comfortable with the term because what it means to me to call myself that is that I will always need to be mindful of alcohol in my life yeah. and that when it is in my life in any degree, then I need to really pay close attention to why I'm drinking um, yeah. and to moderate that. So, yeah, I've explored all ends of the spectrum. I managed to go totally sober for an entire year um, yeah. which was something I never dreamed I'd be able to do. Um, since yeah. then, I've fallen back in, relapsed and then re-sobered and relapsed and re-sobered numerous times. And I've also learned to be really compassionate with myself about where I'm at on that journey and that when I'm ready, like now, I've been sober again for about a month and I'm really enjoying that. Uh, yeah, and for all the reasons that, that you said, Emma, that yeah. I know that I'm my best self I'm mm. my better self when alcohol is either totally out of the picture or so so reduced in my life that it's barely there and again everyone's definition of what their sobriety is is different and and they're all okay and it's up to each person to figure out what's what works for them, what makes me wake up in the morning and go I feel good about myself and uh yeah, yeah. That's that's where it's at. So that's who I am, what I am, a little bit of my backstory. I'll throw it back to you. Oh, thank you, Katie. That was such a lovely introduction of yourself and so vulnerable as well. And I love that you talk about all these things because it's really important. You know, a journey with alcohol is not a straight line. Never is. And anyone who tells you it is is a big fat liar. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we come in and we go out and sometimes we're ready to do things and other times we're not and that's all okay, you know. Yeah, that's this right. Is it. No, it's a really important message, really important message. And so, Katie, you, my experience of working with you, I've been to see you personally. Um, I've been to a, quite a lot of your events and I followed you online. I love your voice is extraordinary. It brings me so much. Oh, nervous system. It's like, a, oh. it's like that dopamine hit, you know, that. Mm. Uh, and then all the percussion and everything. And I think the most beautiful thing about what Katie does in her group work, which is just phenomenal, is that she brings everybody together. It's a beautiful, kind and caring place. Everybody has a hug. You know, you get an opportunity to do one of my favorite things that we did recently in a, a session was doing um, vocal toning. Katie, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know for the vagus nerve, it's, it's huge. Yeah, sure. So the way I talk about, so vocal toning, for those who don't know what we're talking about, is essentially a form of breath work. So when I use that word, what I mean is that uh, we're engaging in a practice where you're consciously inhaling and exhaling much longer and deeper than you normally would. And that in itself is enough to begin to calm the nervous system. But when we introduce the engagement of the vocal cords, what we're doing is um, giving the vagus nerve a double hit. So again, vagus nerve 101, it's one of our cranial nerves, runs from the brain stem, and it's, it's a nerve that connects with almost every internal organ that we have and all of our major operating systems, so respiratory, digestive, um, endocrine, and so on. So it's really important that this nerve is operating correctly. And when, it, when we become stressed, um, one of the flow-on effects that can occur is then that any or all of those systems may then fall out of alignment and either suffer disease or distress. Um, so when we work to balance the nervous system by activating the vagus nerve, we're helping to rebalance all of these internal systems and therefore having a positive flow and effect, improve sleep, decrease stress, um, relaxing, being able to, to digest food properly um, and a whole myriad of other things. So there's lots of ways that the vagus nerve can be activated. Yoga will do it, meditation will do it, um, ice baths will do it. Yeah. Um, but one of the other key ways... Uh, Two key ways that we'll do it is diaphragmatic breathing. So that is when we're engaging the belly when we breathe. And then also anything involving using the vocal cords. So singing, humming or toning. So the reason that I find that the toning, vocal toning is so powerful is because we're activating now the vagus nerve in two places at the same time. One through the vocal cords as we uh, chant om as we do in my circle but any sound will do it even just humming will do it um, but also uh, encouraging people to breathe with their belly and so you're kind of getting this double double hit in two places sorry I'm gesturing to my belly but you can't see it <laughs> um, and so when we engage in this practice and usually for around 20 minutes because that's how long it takes for the nervous system and the brain waves and the breathing and your, your brain has to get over itself and get out of the way but usually, and I've been running these events now for about seven to eight years, it takes a good 20 minutes for people to really settle into the practice. For the first 10 minutes or so, everyone's kind of still 
caught in their own self-judgment. Oh God, am I doing it right? What is, what is this, is this correct? Oh no, I'm out of breath. And all of these internal thoughts get in the way. And my experience has shown me something magical happens after about 10 minutes and people just fucking get over themselves yeah. and just get into <laughs> and just let go. And there's a real surrender yeah. that comes with that. And I think um, back to your point about engaging in practices that create a natural high. So the other wonderful thing that happens during this practice, because we are, and the technical term is hyper-oxygenating the blood, which is a fancy way of saying we're bringing in much more oxygen than we normally would. Now, why do we need oxygen? Oxygen feeds our red blood cells. Red blood cells are what fires our circulatory system. Our circulatory system, a.k.a. our blood, is what feeds all of our immune system mm. uh, involvements and organs and so on. So the physiological benefit of this practice cannot be understated. So yeah. one of the results that we get when we hyper-oxygenate the blood in this way for this period of time is then one of our other systems, the neuroendocrine system or natural chemical high producer yeah. system <laughs> kicks in and goes oh i love what's happening right now here have some dopamine here have some uh have some oxytocin which is the natural love hormone yeah. here have some serotonin which is the feel-good hormone mm. so your body starts releasing natural antidepressants immune boosting hormones and so on so it's you can tell i'm really passionate about this practice. Oh, so am i I'm it's like so really 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 it's really really powerful so you know and that's just what's happening in the body yeah right while all of this stuff is happening in the mind suddenly our mind all that's going on in our mind is just om yeah om and breath om and breath and if you're like me or emma and have marvelous minds that have a thousand <laughs> things happening all of the time any break from that busy highway yeah. of thinking is yeah. such a relief and a release and you get to the end of that 20 minutes and like yeah. I can't think of anything and that's so relaxing mentally yeah. and again that affect has a beautiful uh, flow and effect so yeah I, I think one of the things yeah. I remember about my recovery journey when I was trying to give up pot and give up alcohol um, is that they were very on the front foot with, look, if you're a drug user or a heavy alcohol yeah. user, you've been chasing a high your whole yeah. life. But you don't want to be a drunk. You don't want to be a drug addict, no. but you do want to feel good. So here's yeah. some other things that we can do to help you feel good. And I was introduced mm -hmm. to things during my stay there like art therapy, like, yeah. like ecstatic dance, like yeah really regular exercise like yeah. meditation, like holotropic yeah. breath work, all of these other yeah. practices that helped me to get into an altered state where I would yeah. come out better than when I came in and yet I'd ingested yeah. nothing illegal or nothing at all really. Harmful, yeah. You know, yeah. my water that was next to me. And this was a revelation because... Yeah. Sometimes when you move into sobriety, it's like all of a sudden, oh, well, I'm never going to feel that high ever again. Yeah. And there's a grief that comes with that. It's like, hang on yeah. a minute. But yeah. I don't want to give that up. And I think that's the notion that keeps people stuck in their patterns for so long. It's like, well, I want to be healthy and I want to have good relationships and I want to, you know, not be doing as much. But I'm not ready to give up having a good time. time. So, yeah. you know, the real pathway back for me was about finding these new activities mm. and new people, new relationships yes. that were like, yeah, 
let's still yeah. have a good time. Like to give you an example, um, on Melbourne Cup Day this day, I, I'm not a supporter of the Melbourne Cup, so I'm doing something alternate to that. And it's the second annual running of the dinos in the park. And so myself, my family and some friends of ours are getting together with inflatable T-Rex costumes and are going to run <laughs> around the park because Brilliant. why not? So, you know, yes. giving yourself permission, I think, as an adult to just go, well, just because I'm not drinking or smoking or doing whatever else doesn't mean I have to stop having fun. You just need yeah. to be a little bit more creative about how That's you do it. it. Um, but That's vocal toning, that was the question. I know I'm, I keep doing this when no, you no, ask me stuff. No, no, it's great. It's, it's always um, so amazing to listen to you, Casey. <laughs> I love it. So passionate. And and you get yeah. it. You really do. And yeah, yeah. It was, it, for me, that, feeling and I think for so many of the women that I work with what you talked about there is hitting the nail on the head most of the time that people that I work with aren't drinking because of alcohol they're drinking to stop the noise in their head they're yeah, drinking yeah. to and there's so many ways that we can learn to do that um in a way that um moves us towards where we want to be but this, 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 what you create, the community, the like-minded people, everybody there is on a journey in some way. You know that they're on some, some kind of journey, wanting to get in touch with themselves, wanting to kind of sort of access that other part of ourselves, that sort of more spiritual part, oneness, you know, be part of a community, a group, that oneness with everything. And I definitely have had, when I've been at Katie's events, just some extraordinary experiences and the way that she lights the room, her, her instruments that she uses. Um, Katie, do you want to talk a bit about the percussion and the instruments and things that you use? Sure. Yes, yeah, so my main instrument is my voice. Um, I've been a singer for as long mm. as I can remember, so I use that quite a lot, and I'm very passionate about the use of uh, Tibetan and Vedic mantras. So lots of people out there are doing sound healing journeys, but my point of difference, I suppose, um, is that I use what's called a looping machine where I will, I will record and l l layer and loop my voice over each other live. So what that does is creates this very lush, um, evolving mm. vocal landscape of sound. But the instruments that Emma's referring to around that are a lot of the instruments, native um, and traditional healing instruments that have come from a number of different cultures. So I have a, a Native American style Indian medicine drum uh, that I made myself under the guidance of, um, oh goodness now, <laughs> it's O'Donnell. Oh, my goodness, I always know this woman's name. Anyway, I, I refer people to her, but um, the way ideally to make a medicine drum is to make it yourself rather than just buy it because then it has your energy in it. So we use that, and the advantage of using drumming in a sound healing um, space is that drumming, for a number of reasons, brings us back to an earlier time. And, in fact, probably the easiest association of why drumming is so relaxing is to let you in on a little known fact that um, the first sense that we develop of our five senses touch taste smell sight etc is sound and we develop this sense in utero we develop this sense before we are born around the 20 week mark and so what's the very first sound that we hear Aww. boom boom 
boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, mm-hmm. right? That's it. That's yeah. a, that, that, that sound, that drum beat, which is our mother's heartbeat or the, mm-hmm. the sound of her pulsing blood through our system, is our very first experience of our physical lives, right? That's huge. And so huge. when people then feel that drumbeat around them instantly for reasons they don't even understand, they go, oh, that's good <laughs> because yeah. it's just so primal. So drumming yeah. is usually a way that I like to begin. I don't always begin that way, but I often like to incorporate drumming at some point because it does bring people back down to that deeply grounded sense of safety and security, which is so vital oh, yes. to feeling relaxed. So when I've done that, then I start to weave other sounds and mantras. So I use um, Koshi chimes, which is um, basically a musically tuned chime. And most people find the sound of chimes relaxing, although I have to say (laughs) one of my guests recently said that when he hears the sound of a chime, he thinks of um, the, not is it right, said Fred, you know that movie with Fred, the little creature that jumped out of the -the jack-in-the-box? And he said for no, him, I it's was, like... I was thinking of right, said Fred. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, maybe that is it. Um, but anyway, it was it was the one exception. It was like, if I know I hear chimes, I think of a tr- creepy jack-in-the-box. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, but 99.9% of people <laughs> generally find it relaxing. <laughs> um, but I'm also trained in traditional Tibetan sound healing. So I use um, traditional Tibetan singing bowls quite a bit. And they emit this deep resonance which again Drop is very sort of soothing job dead fred that's it that's what i can think of <laughs> See, thank you for natalie she, thank she's you oh thanks natalie <laughs> um so the tibetan singing bowls create a beautiful deep resonance as well um i have uh one crystal singing bowl i'm not a huge proponent with singing bowl sounds some people love them um i i find if singing bowls uh, crystal singing bowls are used too much it kind of it, it's a very high frequency sound so it can be relaxing but it can also be overdone so i i use mine with minimal effect um and then i have another beautiful instrument which is called a hand pan which looks like a ufo but is a tuned oh, yeah. steel drum so it has this wonderful for me it reminds me of like musical raindrops if that makes sense do you think that's an accurate description of it how would very you describe much. the handpan sound it's oh, a bit like it's that just amazing again very soothing and then there's other sort of things and sounds that i will use but they're the main ones and so um i think the other reason i'm so passionate about using my voice as a sound healing instrument mm. is again um hearing the voice is probably the second sound yeah. that we hear we hear yeah. our voice, the voice of our parents or our family. Again, in utero, we start to hear yeah. these sounds. And from the moment we're born, we have people pouring over us going, oh, blah, 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 and singing songs yeah. to us. And I think that mm. in itself, that feeling of being sung to um, is inherently soothing. And where, whether you understand the why or the why not, it really doesn't matter. If the end result is that you get wrapped in this beautiful cocoon of sound and then kind of reborn back into your original state mm. of joy and peace. You're like, ah, oh, I remember what it feels right. like to be safe and feel love and yeah. feel connected to everyone else in the room. And, and that's the energy yeah. I love to, uh, the space I like to hold and the energy that I love to create. So, yeah, mm. that's And that. you do so, so beautifully. 
<laughs> so so beautifully it's um it's a wonderful experience thank you so much katie for taking us through um your process and i hope you know that will open up for other people to come and find you because it really is a, you know it really is an amazing experience katie's mantras are phenomenal and such a beautiful practice um magic well, think- chanting the important thing, again, for people on the sobriety journey um, is that one of the more challenging things I found about my journey was getting sober kind of becomes the easy bit and then the really hard bit is, yeah, yeah. but now where do I go and now who do yeah. I hang out with without being yeah. triggered? And so with these events, because they are, of course, drug and alcohol-free, um, yeah. that it's a place that you can come and that while you're there, you're surrounded by people who are present who are authentic, who are also on their own journey. They may or may not be sober when they're not there and that doesn't matter and there's no No. price of admission in that sense. But that while you're in that space, you're safe, you're not going to be triggered by those old patterns and that will leave you better than we found you. So I certainly want to extend that invitation to anyone looking Mm -hmm. for something to do where they can still be social and still feel connected but not be triggered into any patterns that they're not wanting to engage in. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, Nat's just saying she's going to come. And you have to, Nat, you'll love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Katie, do you want to um, share with everybody where they can find you? And anything that you've got coming up that you might want to talk about? Sure. Look, the first place to go is my website, and that's really got all the information that you would need. So underwoodhealing.com. So that's really simple. Um, as for what's coming up, there's all sorts of events coming up. At the moment, I'm rotating through five different locations. So I do events in South Bank, Emerald, which is in the Dandenongs, Brunswick, Northside, Mornington, which is obviously on the Mornington Peninsula, and Kuwirup, which is also kind of, is that southeast-ish? Uh, yeah. So they're my regulars, and then I often do other events around that. Um, probably the most exciting thing coming up is I'm running a retreat uh, in March, although scarily I just said to Emma, we've only got two places left for that. But if not in March, I'll certainly be running more weekend retreats through 2023. So as those new dates become available, all of that stuff is on the website. Um, I do also do one-on-one sessions from my Mm. space in Ormond um, where you can come and have a combination session of massage, Reiki, and sound healing, um, and there's a number of different price points. Whatever works for you, you choose your time, and we go from there. Mm. I have so loved. I've a couple of times I've been to Katie one on one, and she, I was having a very out of body experience the last time <laughs> I went. I was like completely flying, really disassociated. Just a lot of stuff had been going on, and she was like totally calm and just brought me back down to earth <laughs> I came out I was like oh I feel completely, I feel like completely grounded now I feel back in my body I feel back to myself so thank you Casey for all you do you're um, welcome and thank you so much for coming on here and spending time with with me and sharing yourself with um the people in my world I really appreciate that my pleasure yeah. anytime Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. 
If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you. Mm-hmm.